Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is June 5th. Shortly after midnight in 1968, Senator Robert Kennedy was shot at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles after winning the California presidential primary. Immediately after, he announced to his cheering supporters that the country was ready to end its fractious divisions, Kennedy was shot several times by a 24-year-old Palestinian, Sharon Sharon. He was pronounced dead a day later on June 6, 1968. The summer of 1968 was a tempestuous time in American history. Both the Vietnam War and the anti-war movement were peaking. Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated in the spring, igniting riots across the country. In the face of his unrest, President Lyndon B. Johnson decided not to seek a second term in the upcoming presidential election. Robert Kennedy, John's younger brother and former U.S. Attorney General, stepped into this breach and experienced a groundswell of support. Kennedy was perceived by many to be the only person in American politics capable of uniting the people. He was beloved by the minority community for his integrity and devotion to the civil rights cause. After winning California's primary, Kennedy was in the position to receive the Democratic nomination and face off against Richard Nixon in the general election. As star athletes Rayford Johnson and Roosevelt Greer accompanied Kennedy at a rear exit of the Ambassador Hotel, Sharon Sharon stepped forward with a rolled-up campaign poster hiding his 22 revolver. He was only a foot away when he fired several shots at Kennedy. Greer and Johnson wrestled Sharon to the ground, but not before five bystanders were wounded. Greer was distraught afterwards and blamed himself for allowing Kennedy to be shot. Sharon, who was born in Palestine, confessed to the crime as his, at his trial and received a death sentence on March 3, 1969. However, since the California State Supreme Court invalidated all death penalty sentences in 1972, Sharon has spent the rest of his life in prison. According to the New York Times, he has since said that he believed Kennedy was instrumental in the oppression of Palestinians. Hubert Humphrey ended up running for the Democrats in 1968, but lost to Nixon. In 1953, few may remember this disaster, but its legacy continues to affect Houstonians to this day. In 1953, in a warehouse off Razine, between West Dallas and West Clay, Sparks ignited a fireworks display under assembly, setting off 45,000 pounds of explosives. The ensuing explosion and fire at Alco Fireworks and Specialty Company warehouse killed four people, including two children and their mother. Another mother was killed in the blast as well. Acting Fire Chief T.J. Powers told The Post that the blast was the worst disaster to hit Houston in the 38 years that he had been with the department. The explosion could be felt for miles. It even knocked out a window at a building. Many thought that it was an A-bomb attack. I wondered if the war had started, one person told the Houston Post. Officials at Houston Municipal Airport spotted what looked like a mushroom cloud, according to the Houston Chronicle. John Blair, a Civil Aviation Authority official, saw the cloud and hopped into an airplane to check out the damage, the paper reported. As he dipped low over the scene of rupture and disorder, he saw men and women and children ant-like crawling from the ruins of their homes. Sidney Van Alm, a staff artist with the Houston Press, was lying on his couch a few blocks away when the blast shook his house. The entire 1100 block of Wall Drive felt like a terrible explosion. The entire rooms were demolished and people were rushing from their homes to this block, their faces streaming with blood. Houses close to the explosion were literally blown inside out. All windows were broken and debris cluttered up all the beautiful lawns. 
About 100 are taken to area hospitals for treatment. Some additional highlights from the explosion is reported in the Post, Chronicle Post and Press. About 125 firefighters quickly arrived on the scene to put out the blaze. An additional 200 police officers arrived to offer aid as well. Apartment buildings facing West Gray had whole sections of walls and roofs torn away. Carolyn McElrath, who lived just a few feet from the bath site, hurriedly grabbed her two tallest children and dashed from the scene. Everything just fell on top of us. The children were buried under the ceiling, our furniture and shattered glass, she told the press. I dug out the children and raced with them down the street. The pavement was like a stove and flames were at my heels. Two maintenance workers for the Brooks System Sandwich Shops argued Friday over whether to handle a maintenance call Friday, after, Friday morning or afternoon. It was decided to take the call that afternoon. When the men returned to their shop located near the explosion, they found that it had been destroyed in the blast, the Chronicle had reported. The incident touched off a series of lawsuits and questions as to how something like this could happen within the city limits. The Chronicle editorial board weighed in on the issue and noted grave oversight in city ordinances. What a grim joke on the people, this metropolis of 700,000, to learn that while the sale of fireworks is prohibited within the city limits and the explosion of a single firecracker is a violation of city ordinance, a huge quantity of such explosives may be stored and even assembled in the heart of the city. By the end of the month, Houston City Council passed an ordinance making it illegal to manufacture, possess, store, transport, and set off fireworks inside the city limits. Since about 1942, it was only illegal for residents to set off fireworks inside the city. And finally, in 1967, Israel responded to a buildup of Arab forces along its borders by launching a preemptive aerial attack against Egypt. Jordan subsequently entered the fray, but Arab coalition was no match for Israel's armed forces. In six days of fighting, Israel occupied the Gaza Strip and the Sinai Peninsula of Egypt, the Golan Heights of Syria, and the West Bank and Arab sector of East Jerusalem, both previously under Jordanian rule. By the time the United Nations ceasefire took effect on June 11th, Israel had more than doubled its size, including claiming the old city of Jerusalem from Jordan. The UN Security Council called for withdrawal from all occupied regions, but Israel declined, permanently annexing the East Jerusalem and setting up military administrations in the occupied territories. Israel let it be known that Gaza, the West Bank, the Golan Heights, and the Sinai would be returned in exchange for Arab recognition of the rights of Israel to exist and guarantees against future attack. Arab leaders met in August to discuss the future of the Middle East. They decided upon a policy of no peace, no negotiations, and no recognition of Israel, and made plans to defend the rights of Palestinian Arabs in the occupied territories. Egypt, however, would eventually negotiate to make peace with Israel, and in 1982 the Sinai Peninsula was returned to Egypt in exchange for full diplomatic recognition of Israel. Egypt and Jordan later gave up their respective claims to the Gaza Strip and the West Bank to the Palestinians, who opened land for peace talks with Israel beginning in the 1990s. A permanent Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement remains elusive. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com U.S. Senator Robert Kennedy assassinated at History.com The Houston Firework Explosion at blog.cron.com And the 1967 Six-Day War at History.com The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.